What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Curry.com, WithPara.com, UberLiftDrivers.com. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Rideshare Rodeo. Um, I want to start off, first of all, I hope everybody had an amazing Thanksgiving. I hope that um, you got to do something nice or chill or whatever, whatever was important to you and um, that you were able to do, too, because I know that there's a lot of limitations still on so many things and seeing everybody and just making everything work. It's it's even it's super difficult in my life so i can i can only imagine that we're all going through some of that on some level um but anyway i really wanted to uh throw my condolences out to a dear friend too um william anderson uh he's a youtube creator so a lot of my um audio podcast listeners here probably won't really know about him but um if you're starting to follow what we do um, rideshare rodeo populating youtube channel um he's somebody that you might want to look at too he kind of he kind of follows the ideals of uh our podcast and uberliftdrivers.com and and our com common way of just seeing the gig economy and all of that for what it is and um still ways to 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 earn on it you know but you know to not i don't know to take it with a, a grain of reality <laughs> But I really want to throw my condolences out to him and uh, his family. He lost his father um, on Thanksgiving, and it was nine years ago that I lost my dad on Thanksgiving. So I can I'm right there with with you, bro. And uh, yeah, it's not easy, and the holidays are tough, and. Uh, I felt that pain, man, and uh, I was sending all my love and positive energy your way, and I hope that was felt. So, William, we will be having you on the podcast soon, and I'm, I'm super looking forward to it. I think that we will have an extremely open-minded, intelligent conversation on this podcast, and uh, <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to you guys all getting to know him, too, and that's, you know, really, again, he, he's probably outside of the audio spectrum for podcasting. But his voice will be heard when we have have him on here, and uh, I'll make sure to holler at all you people to make sure that you're tuned in for that one. So, but again, I don't need to because you guys always listen to radio, right? Mister Anderson, you have been served. You will be appearing on the rodeo. Okay, next on target: Christmas, holidays, um, working, gig work, all that through the holidays. Uh, can be crazy times so 
You know, are the earnings out there? Which platforms are they on? How's everybody doing? How's safety going? Where are all the metrics for everything right now? Um, so today I'm going to jump into a piece because it, it runs a little long, but it's it's uh, with a veteran driver like myself who's between us. We've got about 13 or 14 years. Today, Sergio and I are going to discuss what rideshare really looks like in the here and now, though. You know, not what you're not what delivery is doing or what it's not doing or this or that, or, you know, you can't earn any money on rideshare or market to market. Just what he's doing in Los Angeles that is having him earn. Well, quite frankly, I mean, his earnings just speak for themselves. So we will get into it um, as we'll discuss here. You know, you can look at how many hours he's putting in. He works them sensibly. But, you know, right now, even the screenshot for the video you're watching right now shows he's making about $60 an hour when he's working. So let's get let's get Sergio in here. And again, I'll be back on the other side. So today I have Sergio Avidian, um, longtime uh, rideshare driver, longtime contributor to the rideshare guy, probably one of the first contributors to the rideshare guy, to be honest. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure and honor. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, originally what I wanted to do today was go back into the discussion that Harry and I had. Can we can we just walk through from when you met Harry and uh, and started doing the work for the rideshare guy? So, uh, as you said, I've been a driver and a passenger, by the way, on uh, both platforms, Uber and Lyft for close to five years, maybe a little bit over five years. Um, so I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to rideshare or any kind of gig for that matter. Um, I, and I used to be a avid reader of the rideshare guy, Harry's blog. And, um, so, you know, as, as far as I was concerned, um, some of his articles were so offline as, you know, uh, when it came to Uber and Lyft that I would, basically leave uh, comments and, and practically became the biggest pain on his side for a while uh, because I was out there driving was not true at all. But um, long story short, uh, after uh, about a year or so of me leaving comments, uh, non-complimentary, by the way, <laughs> um, <laughs> on his on his law. <laughs> On, on some of his, uh, you know, articles. Uh, and in the old days, by the way, uh, Harry didn't have too many contributors. Like uh, now, I think there's like five or six of us um, mm-hmm. because he's expanded into YouTube and, and podcasting as well. And, you, you're and talk- now you're, you're talking about the five or six who do it on a regular basis, though, because he has all kinds of people contribute. Yeah, all kinds of people contribute on different areas. Like they, he would have couple of people for the food delivery part mm-hmm. of the gig economy. Um, you know, I would do the ride share part. Um, he has a growing YouTube channel, which is great. And um, he has a couple of people doing videos on that platform. Um, but initially it was basically the blog and YouTube channel wasn't getting that much of attraction. Um, so I would just focus on the blog and then he would have these couple of writers who would say, you know, things that to me, it looked like they were not factual. So anyway, I would leave these comments and 
I think Harry got tired of it, of me and, and, <laughs> and, and ultimately, you know, he said, you know, let's just meet and talk about this. And then sure enough, we did. And then initially actually it was his first idea was let's uh, do a podcast. Since you're such a hotshot, you know, you're making all this money driving more money than anybody I know. Um, let's do a podcast. So I did a podcast with him. It was maybe a year and a half or two before the pandemic. And I guess, you know, it hit, it hit uh, some nerves or, you know, and some people listened to it. And then the relationship continued as far as, you know, him asking me, you know, if I could write some articles with, with my driving experiences. And um, I said, sure, no problem. And then uh, it became a regular kind of weekly kind of article, kind of gig for me, side gig, really. Uh, honestly, I don't think anybody writes anything as an independent contractor for money, <laughs> as we yeah. all know. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> But then, you know, I just, maybe I just wanted my voice to get out there and what better way than Harry's blog who's got, I don't know, probably 100,000 subscribers at the moment. And he's got over 100,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube now. That's so, you know, it's a good medium to get my voice out. And my voice always has been, um, you know, as a driver's advocate. It wasn't, um, you know, I, because... I'm out there. I'm doing rides. I'm feeling what the other drivers are feeling as opposed to, you know, we discussed this with you before. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff I read in the media, honestly, are two things. Either they're just copying each other, cutting and pasting and changing the words of the topic. Or when Uber and Lyft are about to announce something, their PR departments will call you know, Bloomberg, or they'll call, you know, New York Times or whatever they are. And sure enough, they'll just, uh, you know, they'll, they'll feed him something and then uh, the riders will go with it. Now, is it good for the driver? Is it bad for the driver? You know, no mention of any of that. So I just wanted to just kind of change the, the, the atmosphere a little bit, you know, because I mean, without Uber, well, without drivers, we we know very well there is no Uber, there is no Lyft, there is without the delivery guys, do you know, taking food or a cup of Starbucks to somebody, there is no DoorDash. I mean, these companies can say all they want that you know they're the best thing since sliced bread, but then there's somebody's got to do the work ultimately. Yeah. Until they get these little robots delivering all this stuff and people delivering stuff, so I'm like, okay, so it, you know, it hit a nerve, and then my articles used to get a lot more comments pretty much than any other writer on the blog. And because the drivers kind of gravitated towards, you know, look, there's this guy that just knows what he's saying and not only knows what he's saying, he's talking our language. He's talking. Right. You know, he's you're, you're, you're one of them. You're one of us. Yeah, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm voicing their frustrations. And then, you know, and I'm also voicing the one, you know, it wasn't just like pound Uber and lift to death. It was just the fact that, you know, things are not going the right way for the driver. And so, you know, with this in mind, I'll just give you a little bit of a history of where, where things were with Uber, how Uber started. Um, so, you know, I've been a driver since, let's say, 2016, middle of 2016. I had a cabbie friend of mine in L.A. for a long time. He's been a cabbie for 20 years, probably. And um, 
you know, we, we talk and he said one day, you know, you know, I quit being a cabbie. I, I started this gig, you know, I'm doing this thing called Uber. I'm like, I know what Uber means in German because I speak German. And I go, what is this thing? He goes, um, um, he goes, well, he goes, I just drive drunks around from bars to their homes, you know, and then sometimes they fall asleep in my car. I have to wake up. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't think this gig is for me. And he says, but look, look how much money I'm making doing this thing. And I was like, okay, let's see. So he was literally pulling down like $2,500 to $3,000 or more some weeks, weeks, not months, weeks. And uh, I said, how's this possible? He goes, that's because they pay me $3.50 a mile. So Uber in Los Angeles, they came to Los Angeles July 4th of 2010, and they used to pay $3.50 a mile to the driver. And with a $5 base fee, make like a drop fee, like you would have if when you get in a cab, you know, they dropped a meter and there is a starting point. So, I mean, he would do like three mile rides for like $50. And I was like, wait a minute, this is, this is ridiculous. How is this happening? <laughs> and then that's how Uber started in LA. And, um, but sure enough, let's quickly fast forward to, uh, where are we now? 2021, not too long, 11 years. Um, you know, in LA now, um, drivers make 60 cents a mile and 21 cents a minute. Right. So, not, not, a, not a good pay to those who are coming on, who have not been in this as long as you and I, this is not, he's not giving out a good number here. <laughs> no, uh, uh, trust me, whoever's listening, whoever's listening, uh, and if you, it, right. If they don't already know, I mean, we're talking like this is the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, 60 cents a mile and 21 cents a minute is not something you could write home about. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, plus... To be honest, we, I, I could care less about the time. I just want, you know, I would rather just a simple system of just get the, get the number back up. You know where the time kicks in, Steve, is that, um, you know, in LA traffic, right? So you would... Let's say you're targeting short rides that day. You just want to do short rides and then yeah. take advantage of a quest or a consecutive ride bonus. You know, honestly, sometimes a three-mile ride in LA will take like 40 minutes. Yeah. And 21 cents a minute is like, what is that? That's that's like eight bucks. And then the gas and the expense, basically, you're at 60 and 21, you're losing money. If they don't throw you some massive quests or some, and this is this is for this is for UberX, right? This is for UberX, and okay. then I'm also on the Lyft platform. Um, I've been a I drive Lyft. Uh, my rides on Uber and Lyft go, let's say, six to one ratio. More definitely more Uber. Mm-hmm. Um, Lyft it pays eighty cents a mile and twelve cents a minute. So those are the LA rates. 12 cents a minute. Imagine you're stuck going from, I don't know, Santa Monica to, to LAX and on Lincoln, which is a disaster at all times of the day. It's 35 minutes and 12 cents a minute. I'm like, I, this is just not making sense. And so look, before, before you even say anything more, I got, I gotta, I gotta say this because you're sitting here saying how bad the 12 is, but honestly we used to get, I mean, everywhere dead was paid better, but when we went down here, it's fit for Uber X. It's fifty nine cents a mile and eleven cents a minute. 
Oh my God, your guys are. And this worse. is and this is and this is Denver, which is now almost eight hundred thousand people. I mean, we've grown at a tremendous rate. You probably know this. Yeah, I um, didn't know that. You know uh, I, mean? I know. I know Phoenix is lower. Like you know, some cities in Arizona are lower than. But we that's are. but that's ridiculous. Yeah, because we we it. used to be pretty close. I mean, it's the cost of living here in Denver. I I know that this will blow your mind, but it's pretty close to. LA and San Francisco. It really is not cheap here at all. Yeah. Well, you know how expensive LA has become, right? Yeah. From the I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess I mean I mean I I pull that back because LA is not even livable anymore. No, no, I honestly not, but if I didn't have two kids, I'd probably move out yesterday. But uh I'm still right. I, I, yeah, I meant I meant like in a way like people can't come to LA anymore. You you can't no, no. go there and like start a life. It's no. No, no. And, and, and look, the, 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 the largest expense in a driver's life, as we know, is gasoline. So five bucks a gallon. I'm like, come on now. And I, I know there are a couple of apps out there that can, you know, get you maybe a little bit of a discount, you know, but Hey, what is that discount going to do? I mean, you're still driving the same miles in the same minutes. It doesn't make any difference. So, so, you know, that's the history. The history of Uber and Lyft have been, you know, I, I do write a lot about this. And, and, you know, I mentioned it jokingly, obviously, that there are three things guaranteed in life. Uh, is death, taxes, and Uber and Lyft cutting rates on the drivers. <laughs> so, uh, Well, I, I think with the rate I just told you, there's, there is no more cutting. You, you, uh, you, you can't. So? You can't cut that anymore. I mean, fifty-six. You and I were talking about this yesterday. Fifty. They're they're at the threshold of, of the mileage deduction. <laughs> oh, by the way, you, 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 you know. Well, here, here's a surprise. For, here's a shocking news for you. Okay. Um. <laughs> so you would think, you know, fifty, sixties. They can't cut anymore, right? All right. So. I haven't driven, I was idle for two years when the pandemic hit. I didn't drive at all. And even before the pandemic, I was down to maybe eight to 10 hours a week when there was surge that I could maximize that 60 cents into something reasonable. Um, but, you know, I would, I would write, when I write articles, I want to be factual. I, I would take screenshots, you know, so these are real. I mean, I'm just out there grinding and I'm doing my best and this is the best I can do. And truly, I can I consider myself probably one of the top five drivers in LA because I know every trick in the book. I know where to be, when to be. You know, I don't treat it. I treat it as a business. You know, I do my spreadsheets. Unlike ninety nine percent of the drivers out there, I look. I'm not out there for public service. Okay, I'm not public transport. It's my car. It's my private time. I need to make money. Otherwise, I why am I out here? I'm not out here to, you know, I, it, it's not about loyalty. It's not about anything. I'm trying to make the most amount of money in the least amount of time. Yeah. In fact, in fact, in fact, the loyalty has been beyond broken to never yeah, be, well, to never be repaired and not by wow. you or me, but the company. I mean, it's without, without a doubt, without a doubt. So, so this move, by the way, from um, $3 and 50 cents a mile to 60 cents, did not take place, you know, in three months. It took 11 years. And and now, okay, you know, you can cut the rates, whatever. But, you know, like a couple of minutes ago, you mentioned 60 cents is the bottom. I don't think we can go lower. You know, for each time I said that, starting at $1.20, 
I, I would be, I would have more money now. So, so, you know, don't be sure now. Here's the, yeah, here's I, the I just don't know how you would, I, I mean, I don't even know how legally you go underneath the, the, the mileage oh, deduction. I'll tell, you how. I'll tell you how. So uh, I used to do quite a bit of airport rides, right? Because LAX is the second busiest airport in the country. I did here too. Uh, right. So I, yeah, I, right, you know, right behind uh, Atlanta's uh, Hartfield Jackson. Mm-hmm. They took over O'Hare, you know, a couple of years ago. So as as horrible as LAX is as an airport, the horseshoe, it just kills every driver, whatever. So I try to avoid it now. So I set my destination filters in a way that I don't want to go to LAX. I don't want to pick up at LAX. I don't want the other day they had given me a consecutive ride bonus of three rides for 30 bucks. I'm like, okay, that's 10 bucks extra. All right, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and I haven't, I made a mistake not to set my destination filter away from LAX. So guess what happened? I ended up at LAX and I dropped off. And sure enough, immediately I got a passenger at the waiting lot at LAX. I'm like, okay, you know, that was my third, by the way. So like, as if like, I, like, I, a rematch, like a rematch. You didn't go into almost, the, into the staging like lot. Yeah, almost like a rematch. Uh, okay. Because, you know, we used to have a staging lot. Now we have this thing called LA exit and passengers have to go, you know, out of their way, get in a shuttle and schlep their baggage and their kids and their strollers and get on the shuttle, get off the shuttle, get in my car, get out of my car. I mean, look, it, I think honestly, though, no, I think it made things better. Yeah, uh, I, I, I've, I've been out there many times. I agree with you. That is a that is a tough airport. Oh, um, I'm telling you, it's going to be, it was built in 1960s for, for the Olympics. I mean, for the, yeah, for the no, Olympics, the World Cup, one or the other. And uh, 74, I think. And it, they revamped it in the 70s. Now they're construction. There's been construction for 10 years. They're not never ending construction. And then, you know, Uber and Lyft used to just pick up and drop off at departures in a little horseshoe. Yeah, honestly, to go through that horseshoe, I would dread every time I had to drop off somebody in American or international because it's deep end of the horseshoe. And I'm not kidding. It would take me 45 minutes to just in that horseshoe to get in and out of the horseshoe. So now they moved every the pickups to this location. So it makes it a little bit easier. They're probably harder for the passengers, but it's easier for the drivers. So I do, I, long story short, I do a pickup. I slide it over. The guy's going to a swanky hotel in Santa Monica. Six mile ride. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, there was a little bit of a surge, nothing major. I just wanted to get my, you know, finish my consecutive ride bonus. All right, I just finished the ride. But I have a habit of every time I finish a ride, I look at the passenger's receipt on Uber. Lyft doesn't give you that. Lyft lost that transparency. I don't know. It's like two years ago. They hide it from you and then they show you a total like a week later, which is garbage, but it is what it is. Um, but Uber shows it to you right away. So I finished the ride. I slide it over. The guy tipped me like six, eight bucks. He was a New Yorker. And um, so I look at my receipt. It says, okay, this, mind you, traffic jam on Lincoln, seven miles took me like 42 minutes to do. I'm like, okay. But, you know, I had the I had a decent quest. I had the CRB or consecutive ride bonus. So the ride came to me. It paid me like 30 bucks. Without those, it would it was like 12 for 40 minutes of work and burning gas, right? So I'm like, wait a minute, this can't be 12 because 40 minutes times 21 plus 60 minutes, 60 cents times seven miles, it should be more than that. Guess what? 
I didn't even know. You said the, the fares cannot go lower. You know what pickups I'm, are? I'm not, I'm not daring it. I'm just. No. Do you know what pickups pay? Pickups pay at LAX now? I have no idea. 30 cents a mile on UberX. Speaking of that, what whatever happened to, and I, I know it was short-lived, or maybe it was even tried a, a couple times, but that that actual setting your own uh, fare. Oh, well, that was, uh, you know, I wrote quite a bit about that when AB5 was coming around and these yeah, guys. Yeah, but I mean, like, like how, how did that go in, from your eyes, from your perspective? I mean, like, it how did go well. You know, it didn't go well. You know why? Because drivers are not a united group. No. There's always a knucklehead in there that's kind of going to underbid you every single time. That's, that was always my concern, is that this will yeah, just be would, horrible. I, would, look, I know what a ride should cost, man, right? I know how my car takes five to six bucks an hour to run. That includes everything. These guys don't know, don't have a clue what it takes to run a car. I don't care if your car is a beater and it depreciated to zero. You still have some costs, right? Yeah. So I would log, like, let's say I would turn on my app and I would get a request. So let's say it would be like a ride from, I live in the suburbs of LA. So, but then I'm like 10 miles from the epicenter, which is a big advantage for me. So this guy was going to, this ride was like from literally next to my house to Santa Monica, which is a 22, 23 mile ride, which is going to take me without traffic about 35 minutes. Okay, I price my ride. I price my ride at like 45 bucks. Two miles a ride, two, you know, two bucks a mile, a little bit more, less than cabs, reasonable. Uber will probably take another 20 from the passenger. 60 bucks, I think, is reasonable for the passenger. That's the way I'm thinking. I I I got underbid, outbid, whatever you want to call it, within 30 seconds. So I'm like, who would do that for less than 40 bucks? And somebody did. So that did not work well. That basically created, they were smart doing that, by the way. Um, they pitted drivers against each other. <laughs> of course they did. You know what I mean? That, that was the whole idea. That's like, okay, well, if there's a smart one in there, he's going to get underbid every single time. Because there is some fool out there who doesn't know math is going to underbid it just because they want, because they think, see, this is the problem with a lot of drivers these days. They think if the wheels are not turning with a passenger in the car, they're not making money. They're not thinking, well, I could be losing money because that's right. the other side of the Absolutely. story. They don't, they don't think about it. So I, that didn't work for me. I didn't like it. Do I, I, like I, I, to be honest, I don't think it was ever set up to work. I think it was set up for failure. I think it's such a complicated system, but what as look, Uber, I, I mean, mean be, I, I, I say that because of 85, where it was happening, all of that. And that, you know, they wanted to show, okay, well then fine, you need to be a true independent contractor platform yeah. and allow these people the yeah. autonomy to be able to rate, to be able to set their own rates. But right. they knew what a joke that would be. And I think that, they, yeah. I think they knew what you and I are talking about, that people are just going to undercut to the, to no end. Well, the, the thing with AB5 was once AB5 passed, became law. We both know they Uber and Lyft both ignored the law what completely. Like they wouldn't, they didn't do anything about it. Right. They so even Uber, threatened to leave the state. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Good luck. I mean, you know, <laughs> both of them, you know, Uber's five largest markets are New York, San Francisco, Sao Paulo, Brazil, LA, and one more. You're not leaving anywhere. 
you're in California, basically, not LA. You're not yeah. leaving it. Yeah, okay. You can say all you want. I'm going to leave. Okay, okay. See you. See you later. Bye bye. Somebody would have replaced them within 10 minutes. So, well, to Uber's credit, when AB5 passed, um, overnight, they said, well, look, we're, we're complying with AB5. We're going to show the driver the destination of the passenger now. I'm like, wow, great. Okay. Also, we're going to bring back the surge multiplier instead of the penny surge, I call it the flat rate surge. They brought that back. You know, it almost felt like this is just too good to be true. And, right. and, and on the other hand, of course, under the surface, they spent $220 million on Prop 22 uh, between Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and a couple other gig companies to pass this resolution called Prop 22, which would have eliminated AB5 altogether. Well, guess what? They overwhelmingly won because they outspent the AB5 backers by, I think, like 40 to 1. So, of course, Prop 22 showed up. Guess what? No more destination on anybody. You're not seeing destination now. You're not getting, you know. Yeah, what, what, what parts of Prop 22 are actually in existence? Uh, two parts. Um, like of, of, the, of, of the initial what was it was supposed to be what what really is in existence it, it, what's in existence is that they have a 120 percent of minimum wage guarantee okay on both platforms so if you're for, a, for driving time for active time yes okay so uber calls it active time quote unquote right and lyft calls it book time so right. But regardless, uh, when you're when you're with passenger, passenger or on yes, your way to get the them, or... in the car. yes, yes, yes. So there's no uh, unlike New York. New York had some other things that they didn't like. Yeah, in New York, you could be actually just driving around. So there's three phases of every ride, right? Phase one is you just sitting there with your app on. Phase two is on your way to the passenger, and phase three is when you have the passenger in the car to go on to your destination. Right. So only on phase three. This 120% of minimum wage applies. So, so let's say, let's say um, you are such a horrible driver. <laughs> you have no idea what the heck is, you have no idea what's going on. You basically jump on every ping, garbage ping that Uber and Lyft sends you. <laughs> you didn't make more than 12 bucks an hour. I think LA's minimum wage now is, I think, 14. I'm not sure. Uh, but somewhere in right. there, right? no, no strategy. You're just grabbing everything. Yeah, just grabbing it and going at it. And um, now, once in a while, you'll hit a jackpot. But then, in, let's say you made less than fourteen bucks an hour. So after the week, after two weeks are over, Uber and Lyft will send you um, a summary of what you made by driving for them, right? So the 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 uh, the the with uh, uh, Prop 22, there are two things that they give you. One is they will pay you 120% of minimum wage if you didn't hit that threshold in their book, right? Which is 14 bucks. So, and they will give you a 30 cents a mile um, pay or 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 increasing pay above and beyond 120%. So that's what prop 22 brought around. Mm -hmm. Also not if not free healthcare, but there is a stipend that they give you and then depending on the hours that you drive. So you have to jump you have to go like over 
I think on Uber is 680 hours and a quarter to uh, then giving you a $680 to go towards your healthcare insurance premiums that you may currently have, or you have to apply through one of the companies that's approved by them. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask you. So the stipend does have to go against Uber approved. Uh, either that, or if you do have insurance, you can take that cash and apply it to your own insurance company. Okay. Okay. So, and the money, and we know what health insurance rates are these days. So yeah. it, 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 it probably, look, it probably covers some of it or most of it, let's say. Uh, it doesn't cover all of it. But then the, I think for me, for, you know, like Uber and Lyft both say their driver base is a, 80% of them are part-timers. You are never going to hit that stipend in a quarter right. for 80% of them. Right, eighty-five percent or twenty-five hours or less, max. Right. right? I mean, I, mean, I know that's that. Right, but I mean, yeah, this yeah. is for a quarter, right? So, oh. I, I mean, I I've been driving the last six weeks. <laughs> I think in six weeks I hit like fifty-nine hours or something. I have like three hundred and sixty to go, <laughs> and that ends in December one, and the clock kicks in again on January one to March one. So they do it quarterly. So I'm like, that's not going to bother me. I mean, it's not going to get to me. I'm not going to get there. So you have to be like a full-time driver. So basically, these things were were done more with the full-time drivers in mind, which we know are out there. And they, you know, full-timers uh, are maybe 15% of the group, but they do 80% of the rides. And, you know, they grind out there, man. There are grinders out there that I know. These okay. guys got, got I mean, if you're gonna, If you're going to be out there doing it, why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, and if, 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 if the only excuse that I'll give you is if you're new that day, even then you should be learning immediately out of the gate. Yeah. You should be taking guys, in everything. You know, don't worry about looking things up at first. Just turn it on, get to work, figure yeah. it out, you know, yeah. and then start looking up the more detailed things. But yeah, I, I, it blows my mind how, you know, I have strategies, you have strategies. It blows my mind how some people just, turn the app on and i feel like sometimes they don't even want to get a ping well i honestly i've i've you know we talked about this couple yesterday and um i did a survey informal survey but my own survey um of going to the lax holding lot when we had the lax holding lot which before the pandemic officially i would pass on my right share guy cards and um I said, may I speak to you while you're waiting for a ride that may or may not show up for the next two hours? <laughs> First of all, I go, why are you here? He goes, oh, I'm just taking a break and waiting for a ride. But you know, you know, you, you may not get a ride here. It's like Tuesday at like 11 a.m. You know that, right? <laughs> I mean, I can understand if you're at the holding lot on Sunday at like 11 p.m. where all the airplanes are landing and you're going to get some surge rides out of here, right? So uh, he goes, no, it's okay. I go, okay. I so I, I, would, I, I did the survey and, and yeah, you know, it's on the RSG blog. I was shocked from the answers I got from these people. I didn't, I talked to 50 uh, Uber drivers and 50 Lyft drivers. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not a huge number, but it's, it's big enough to get an idea of what's happening out there. Yeah. Close to 85% to 90% of them said, I'll just turn the app on and go. I go, okay, do you have a strategy? Like when you, do you, do you deploy your DF strategies? Do, do you want, a few of them would say, what's DF? 
I'm like, okay, so I'm talking to a newbie. I'm saying, I go, how long have you been doing this? He goes, oh, three years. You've been doing this for three years and you don't know what a destination filter is? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so I think the biggest thing in this industry, in the rideshare part of the industry, is education of the driver. Mm. But do you think Uber and Lyft want me and you as a driver? Of course not. No, they want- no, no. But they, they want- but but they also want to make sure that the steady stream of drivers is coming in like it used to. Well, that and, and know, that's well, in fact that's something you know. Obviously, we'll get to here in just a second because like you're like you're making money right now, and there's not there's not enough drivers out there. Yes. So right now, yes, they do want us. But I hear you. If there was the normal in onboarding of like ten million too many daily. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, of course they don't want us because we'll make problems. Well, they don't. They don't want us because I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm taking advantage of every loophole that I know of to increase my earnings, as opposed to just aimlessly driving out there accepting every ping. So right. you know they don't want me and you, but what they want is they want these guys who are happy with having some extra cash in their pocket, irregardless of if they're making money or not. So, which is, look, uh, and the majority of the drivers out there are like that. You know, there are some pros that, you know, uh, game the system or whatever the heck you need to do. Look, man, you know, I'm out there for me. I, I am not out there for Uber. I am not out there for Lyft. I'm not out there for the passenger which I'm never going to see again, most likely, because I've done 5,000 rides. I think I've given a ride to the same passenger twice. So the algorithm doesn't match you with the same passenger anyway. So to me, I'm there to make money, just like I would be out there if I was flipping burgers at McDonald's. I'm there to make money. I'm not there to just kind of drive myself to death. These guys that I've spoken to, a majority, a huge majority of them were I'm retired. If I make a hundred bucks today, I'm happy. And I'm like, yeah, but I go, why, 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 why? I would show them my numbers and I go, these are not real anyway. Right. I go, what do you mean? They're not real. They're on the Uber app. You think I'm just hacking the Uber app. I'm photoshopping my numbers just to talk to you. And they would be like, yeah, nobody hits these numbers. You just got lucky. I would show them week after week after week. They'd be like earning $12 and I'm talking pre pandemic, which Things were horrible. That was the ugly yeah. part of the century for <laughs> for rideshare. And they week after week, my numbers would be double his, double. And he goes, "How do you do this?" I go, "Well, there is a way to do this. You know, you just go read this blog, and you know, I can teach you." And I get because to me, that's what's lacking. You know that now. Unfortunately, though. I know this and RSG did surveys and 80% of drivers quit doing rideshare in less than eight months. That's a number. That's a massive here, number. Here in the United States, you know, yes. what I was, you know what I was finding kind of interesting is the London situation with the, with the TFL. Yeah. Because I'm, I, I, you know, I don't want government intervention. I don't want regulations, but I don't. But I don't think that there's a I don't think there's a way to completely avoid them forever. Um, But I do. One thing that I was really kind of recently taken by was that when you get that, you know, first of all, you have to pay to get the the London TFL certification. And it's kind of a decent amount of money. I mean, you're actually going to spend some time. You have deep background checks, all kinds of things go on. Yeah. 
But then when you get it, you literally have a badge around your neck with an RF reader. So if you get caught without that, I was reading about this, it's 500 pound fine, which is 650 American dollars, somewhere around there, you know? So, but in that, in your badge too, it has that RF reader. So when somebody comes up to the car, you know, like we, you know, we have check the child lock, say my name, all these dumb campaigns that never work. And like over there, their app will tell you like, yes, the RF reader is within reach and that is the car. Like, and they don't have the murders and the, and the crime that we do with, you know, it's, but it's that kind of single entity thing. And I was having this discussion with somebody else where they're like, right, but that's called training and Uber can't do that. I said, exactly. Uber can't do that. Well, Uber doesn't want to do that. Right. But I mean, like, it's, it's funny. Like if you want to drive Bolt, Ola, Uber over there, what, whatever you want to do, you have to go get one of these TFLs and then you can drive all of them. Well, the same thing, the same thing has happened, happened in Canada about before the pandemic. And Uber basically said, we're not even going to try it out here because they put such stringent laws to onboard drivers. Right. And okay. I know I know what comes behind that comes the unions. And that's not what I want either. That's, not, that's so. not a good thing either. But I'll tell you one thing. Um, you know, initially it was the wild, wild west, right? Now, um, I mean, my stats, I know more numbers that I care for to know about this subject. Uber does 15 million rides a day globally. 15 million. Okay. This is an astronomical number. So out of 15 million, if you don't have good background checks, if you don't have a, some of these stringent laws out there, you know, you're going to keep reading about these rapes and murders and, and it goes both ways, by the way, you know, a lot of Uber drivers get hurt. A lot of Uber drivers get killed. So, yeah. Oh, that's, you know, and, and, and that's what I was joking about with somebody from London was I was like, you know, they're like, well, you know, you because actually they didn't they didn't know we didn't have such a thing. And I was like, well, we don't have a TFL or, you know, our TNCs don't do any kind of regulation. They're like, well, how do you get checked? I'm like, um, this really we weak app called Checker. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, you know, Checker was uh, founded by Travis's buddy, right? TK's buddy. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. All I know is when you pay for something that cheap, you should that's what you're gonna get for a result. Well, yeah, exactly. You you get what you pay for. Exactly. So, you know, now let's let's talk a little bit about um for whatever time we have left, and then we'll split it into two things. Okay, where where I think things are now and where I where I think things are gonna go. Um we'll take and I'll take that for you know, I'll take it like from three points of view, the driver, the passenger and the companies themselves. Right. Because as I said, I'm a passenger on both platforms as well. So, um, so let's take the, you know, let's take the, the, the driver side first. I didn't drive for two years. Uber and Lyft threw me some ridiculous bonuses. And I know with my strategies, I can maximize those and, you know, make some cash. Um, at the moment, and, and I don't want to sound like Pollyanna, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, um, unequivocally. Okay. Now, right before when I, when I first started, I, the first thing I did was I went to, uh, 
uh, uberpeople.net, you know, a couple of those yep. websites. And I found myself a couple of mentors in LA. I hadn't even turned the car on yet. Okay. And I bought them lunch and these were savvy, savvy drivers. And I met with them in person and I said, teach me this gig. What do you do that makes you so successful? And sure enough, they taught me a whole bunch. So when I went out there, I started on the right foot as opposed to some jackass driving around aimlessly. I have, I have to say one thing there. When I started, I started with Lyft um, and then I went to Uber. And actually, we were forced to do that. You had to go to somewhere and yes, meet a yes, person. I remember that. I remember that. And this was 2014. And I had to go like to a park that was near my house and yeah. meet a guy who was yeah. then, and then he was available to me. He would give me a yeah. card. And he's like, if you need me, but he was just an, like, he was probably working a 10th as hard as me. You could yeah, tell this guy yeah, just didn't like, care yeah. at all. He was like, yeah. whatever, yeah, dude. There. Yeah. He's like your driver coach or he's like your whatever. But he was right? even giving me bad advice. I'm like, so what do I, you know, cause I'm thinking this is going to, I was actually like prepped for it. You know, I'm not, I'm yeah. like, okay, this is going to be helpful. And like, he was like, you can just sit at home and just, you know, it's awesome. You can just take what you want. Not. Yeah. I'm like, uh, dude, this is, no, you, these, you don't sound like, guys, you don't sound like the, the life coach I need right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, those guys, yeah, I went through one of those guys too. And then I already, because I started with Uber first and then pretty much when that guy walked into my car and I was already applying a lot of the stuff from Uber to Lyft. And I go, I don't need you, buddy. I go, you, you can, you can go to the next guy. Right. So, but I made sure that my two guys were veterans and they knew what they were doing. So from the get-go, I was making, I would say, look, this is not a gig that you can learn overnight. You know, as much as people say, yeah, it's easy, just turn the app on and go, it is not that easy. If you want to make money, it is that easy if you want to just pay bills and you beat your car to a pulp and then you're good to go. Five years later, you have nothing and pay your bills and move on. You know, this is not like for me, it wasn't like a short term cash flow, uh, you know, problem that I needed to close a hole and all that stuff. So I wanted to make money. So initially, you know, I started making maybe I'm talking like six years ago now when the rates were like dollar 15 a mile and 40 cents a minute. Surge was plentiful. There were no uh, 12 cars on top of each other like ants at every corner before saturation, obviously. And uh, I was I, I was gonna I was gonna say that in that 2014 era when they onboarded me, I was bartending at a at a bar across from Coors Field, um, heavy volume. I was making really good money, and whenever I would work Uber or Lyft, I would make the same amount of money. And I yep. knew that when I signed up, I was like on a 90-10 split or whatever it was, and that's yep. how they worded it. But yep. I didn't. I gotta say, like nowadays, we were we were talking about you need to keep records, all that. To be honest, then I didn't care because my payouts were so big every night. Yep. I was just like, I don't give a crap because this is crazy. Well, I'm making the same money as I do at the bar. Yeah. I, and But what I did was the only reason I kept it was just to have an idea uh, if I can improve to, to my two mentors level. Because they were pulling down 50 bucks an hour or more. And they were, you know, they would show me their weekly uh, income. It'd be like three grand. Some weeks they were doing 60 bucks an hour. So I started I, right off the bat. I was at like 30, 35, which is good money. Right. But I wasn't satisfied with that. I was like, okay, 
uh, I'm just going to uh, try to get to their level. You know, I did get to their level, but it took me like a year and a half to get to their level because it's not, it, there is such little nuances that you have to figure out as a driver to get there. And sure enough, I got there and, you know, making 50, 60 bucks, 2,500 bucks a week, literally with shits and giggles, right? Yeah. 40, 40 hour weeks, nothing major, drive when there is demand, you know, knew all the tricks of the trade. And I'm like, 2,500 bucks, that's like 10 grand. And then, you know, take my gas, take my depreciation, take my insurance. I mean, you know, I was like netting stupid money for doing really just driving around. And then, of course, the price cuts came and, you know, the, the pandemic hit and stopped driving. So let's say, you know, I'm vaccinated. I wear my mask, whatever, but still there's a chance of me catching the disease. So on a minimal basis, number, the other thing is I had missed writing. I really do. I love writing. So I, I was like, okay, I, I'm just, they sent me a couple of stupid bonuses. And I'm like, let me see if I can make 500 bucks in 10 hours to get out there. And sure enough, the first week I got out there for Uber, 20, 20 rides, 10 hours, 620 bucks. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's what's going on? I was making this kind of money when I first started and became a pro's pro driving in LA. I'm like, this, I got to be lucky this time because Uber algorithm probably threw me all the juicy rides and they want to pump me up so I can keep coming back. You know what I mean? But I was like, okay, so next week Uber sends me another 24, 250 cash quest. Plus the city is lit up like, you know, the Red Sea and, and surge is plentiful. I know where to go, what to do with all that. Second week, sure enough, again, 60 bucks an hour. I'm like, hold on a second, man. I go, this is as good as it got before the pandemic. And I'm just going to keep doing and writing an article and put it into my daughter's college fund. This is super. Right. So. After that, of course, two weeks later, Uber figured out, okay, wait a minute, this guy, we're losing money on this guy. This guy knows what he's doing. They cut my quest from 20 to 250 down to 2490. I'm like, I don't care about your quest. I still know what I'm doing. <laughs> but then, sure enough, Lyft got jealous that I wasn't driving for them. They sent me 24 250. I go, okay, here's more free money. So my motto nowadays is show me the money, I'll drive for you. You don't show me the money, my car is in the garage. Um, and I think a lot of drivers are kind of deploying those kind of, you know, strategies, maybe not strategies, but their attitudes have changed because they figured I'm not going to fight for crumbs you're leaving on the table. If I can make, you know, forget 60 bucks an hour, nobody's going to make 60 bucks an hour. I have proof stringy screenshots. But maybe, maybe it. during some event or some maybe event, random, Halloween, you know, whatever, yeah. right. But, but. It, look, most drivers, we know the averages. They make anywhere between $12 and $17 an hour on both platforms, okay? Gross. Right. If due to the shortage of drivers and pandemic, whatever, if your income went up to 30 bucks an hour, that's good money, right? Yeah. So go out there and drive now until the party ends because we know the party will end, you know? So that's my opinion when it comes to the driver's side. Right now, is as good as, if you want to get into it, do what I did, go find a mentor. I'm sure there's Facebook and all these places, groups, you know, go find a mentor and get some advice and then get out there and you can make 25 to 30 bucks an hour, which is going to be a lot more than flipping burgers or McDonald's. That's it, period. 
Sergio, I, I gotta say that, you know, when the pandemic hit, like I know a lot of drivers who like me, you know, maybe not totally there, but they were 15, 20,000 rides under their belt. And within a yep. day they switched over to delivery or shift yeah. or whatever, whatever they're playing with now and all these other things. And they never came back, but these were good drivers who, yes. and I mean, they're, I do feel like, and I, I, you know, this is one of the things that Harry and I did talk about the last time that I don't think we saw eye to eye on is that I don't think, I mean, I don't think it's going to die like it was pre-pandemic. It was already a dead thing, but I don't think that that delivery space will hold up forever. No, it's not. I, it's not because uh, I have, you know, a few friends who have been doing deliveries during the pandemic and now their incomes are down 50%. Right. Because, I mean, uh, on top I, I, of these I mean, companies just being crazy lately. It's, it's, oh, it's, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And their tips are down. Their delivery orders are down. And now, right, now there, there's there's one point three or one point three five million door dashers in this country. Yeah. Figure How that many out. do we need? Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, just like 100 percent, just like pre pandemic. Right. There were close to three million ride share drivers in the country. How many do we need? I mean, I'm telling you, I used to drive. Well, a lot of, there. you know, I think that uh, for you and I, we know that it's just, a, you know, you just kind of, you'd be like, crap, a lot of people are on right now, but you just had to wait it out a little bit or move your spot. I mean, like most people yeah. would pack it in and go home. Yeah. Well, some of them did, some of them did. But then, you know, what happened is that uh, towards the end, when I was just driving to do research and write articles, you know, I always turn my passenger app on to see how many ants are around me. And I'm telling you, man, it was like ridiculous. It was like eight, eight and then they always put eight. I'm sure there is more. Um, there, there were eight Lyft and eight Uber cars literally within my grasp. And I'm like, this is way too many cars. So I know this for a fact because as I keep my numbers, when I first started my utilization rate, meaning how much time I was driving passengers around was close to 85%. And then the 15% came because I needed to take a break. I mean, there was just demand through the roof. I could have driven 24 hours straight without taking a break. That's, that's, always how, that's always how this market's been, even yeah. through bad pay and whatnot. I mean, dude, I, I could turn on and I mean, yes, I might have a 20-minute patch. But other than that, I mean, and I wasn't taking everything either. I, I, I had strategies. I had fishing holes. Yeah. I had places yeah. I knew what to do. And I still Absolutely. could stay busy all night till I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, you have honey holes that you know that they're going to pay off, right? So to me, we right before the pandemic hit, um, my utilization rate went down to 40s. Well, figure it out, 85 to 40, meaning I'm just sitting there twiddling my fingers, right? I'm not doing anything. And so now... Um, do you I'm think do you think that do you think that had to do more with passengers being less or more more than normal onboarding? Um no, the, the passengers were actually, you know, if you look at the history of Uber and Lyft, their passenger headcount has been steadily growing. Initially it grew like on an exponential basis. Right. But the passenger count's still growing. However, they onboarded so many more drivers than they needed it that because the game name of the game is what if Lyft was look if Lyft was not in this picture and if Lyft boys sold out to Travis when they offered him to get bought out but they said go f yourself and then we don't want it this problem wouldn't exist for anybody for the drivers because Uber would be a monopoly okay 
Right. When Lyft showed up to compete with these guys, they, you know what? Look, this is a commodity business. This is not rocket science, man. What is the most important thing for both companies? How soon can we pick up this guy? Yeah. Right. I had that same discussion with somebody. I was like, you know, you need to think about it this way. You know, Uber's oversaturated the markets because that first time they can't provide a driver or that it takes too long. They just lost a customer. And people were like, people were like, no, they'll still come back. I'm like, no, they are done. No, I'm not. It's a commodity business, man. I'm trying to go from point A to point B. I don't care if Steve takes me, Sergio takes me. I don't care if Bob takes me. The important thing for me is how soon can I get picked up? Right. Will and will they show up? Are they going to cancel? I mean, yeah, like, but but then if but with so many drivers around you all the time, yeah, you have no worries, right? Yeah. So now that has changed, right? So the last six weeks, I'm out there, I'm driving. Okay, my rule of thumbs always has been, even if I knew where the passenger was going, in the good old days, I like my rule of thumb is I will not drive more than a minute. I mean, more than a mile and more than five minutes to pick somebody up. That's it, period. I don't care if you're, unless, look, unless it's like a 3X surge on a 20-mile wide-open freeway ride that I'm going to get 80 bucks, then I'll drive a few miles to pick you up. But now, now I turn my passenger app. No, unless they're, like, messing with me, (laughs) because there's a high possibility of that. Um, I don't see any cars around me, man. I'm like, okay, listen, man, I'm, like, in Santa Monica, okay? Santa Monica is where all the rides are. Going to LAX, going to Beverly Hills, going to so, downtown. So I wanted there to ask no you that: Are you me. not? Are you not seeing any cars around you, or on the app? Are you not seeing any cars on the app? On the passenger app, I'm not seeing any cars. Other so than do, myself. Do you, do you think that uh, maybe think like like how you were saying that they, you know, okay, the number used to let's say it was eight that they would yeah. show. Do you think that they're only showing four now? Maybe no, no, no. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because. I'm online, right? I'm seeing my car. Right. right? Okay. Right. So you, you can take one. two phones. Right. right. Okay. I, I, I have two phones. I've always yeah. had two phone strategy. So I'm looking at it. Okay. Well, first of all, they're not going to match me with me if I order a ride. Right? You'd hope not. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, so now what I do is I go set. Okay. I'm in Santa Monica. I set a ride to my house because. It's in the database, right? Mm -hmm. Then it will price a ride for me. Without me, obviously, being as a driver, I'm online, but they're not going to match me with me. It would say pickup of 17 minutes. So I'm kind of thinking, well, I don't see any cars around me. So that means there are no cars around me. Why would be otherwise 17 minute pickup? If if they're not truly, if they're faking me out, not showing me all the drivers around me like they used to, right? So there is no cars. I mean, otherwise I'd be picked up in two minutes. Well, of- and, and that's that's why I asked though. Like, I, I'm I'm sure that you you know and that that's correct. But like Harry was telling me how you know there was longer wait times for inlet. He was getting more canceled cars coming to his house lately when he would call a car. So I part of me wonders if you know they just they're showing like less and they're like, dude, everybody's unreliable right now. So. Let's at least make it sound like it's going to take a little bit, even though that guy's three minutes away. Well, I think, I think, you know, I've over the last six weeks, I've probably done a couple hundred Uber rides, minimum amounts for to get my quests and uh, maybe 70, 80 lift rides. Okay. 
I would be, okay, I mean, this is like, I would be in the middle of a ride with a passenger in the car, okay? This happened this past weekend. Um, I picked these two kids up on a $12 surge plus the CRB. They paid like 40 bucks for a three-mile ride. No joke. I made like 28 for a three-mile ride. They're in the car. I have eight minutes to drop them off. They're in Pacific Palisade somewhere. I get this ping with a $20 surge going from Santa Monica to LAX. So I saw it was LAX and I said, I, you know, I'm a decent person. I told the kids in the car, I said, you know, excuse me, I got to make a phone call. They go, yeah, go ahead. Because I usually don't make phone calls or take phone calls when I'm driving for safety reasons. And, and I, I, I called a lady. I said, listen, I have a passenger in the car. I have eight minutes to drop them off. And it's going to take me literally 20 minutes to get to you. I know you're going to LAX. Would you please cancel the ride and order yourself another ride? Oh, he goes, you're so nice. Nobody does that. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I go, listen, lady, I'm just trying to make you not late to your flight. That's all I'm saying. I would love to do your ride because I'm about to make 50 bucks. Right. But she says, no, she goes, I ordered it. And he goes, the, the app said 35 minutes. So you're closer than, than, than whatever it was. I'm talking Santa Monica, bro. I'm not talking boondocks of, you know, whatever it could be. Right. right, right. So there is a driver shortage. There is a driver shortage. Okay. So when it comes to driving, summarizing for the driver, this is as good as it gets. This is as good as I've seen it. I've been out there for six weeks in a row. On Halloween, I made 65 bucks an hour. This past weekend, okay, they lowered my quest from 20 to 250 to 20 to 40 dollars. 40, right? 80, 90 percent drop, typical Uber. Um, I still pulled in 56 bucks an hour. Right. How am I doing it? Well, I'm doing it because I'm driving when there is demand. I know my honey holes. I know where to be, when to be. So if you want to be a driver, go get it. This is it to go get it. Even if you're a dummy and you just want to accept every ride and, you know, figure out all the don't figure anything out. No brain power necessary. You'll make 25. (laughs) You'll make 25 bucks, which is more than anything else you're going to get. So, so, so let me but let me ask you about that. So how much of your pay, because I know you and I both pre-pandemic we had our strategies we worked everything but like how much of that pay is coming from the junk the bonuses even though they're not junk because you need that money right now absolutely i'll give you i'll I'll give you my breakdowns for this weekend because i knew you would ask me that and i I have them memorized so in this weekend um i drove 10 and a half hours active meaning passenger in the car online hours was 11 because I don't drive, I'm not, I don't turn my app on until I want the search ride that I want to get. You know, I'm not going to sit with my app on there and just twiddle my fingers, hope right. that I get it right. Plus, I'm in a, such a busy area that I know the second I turn the app on, there's a lot of people question me. They go, you're a shill. I'm like, why am I a shill? Because <laughs> look at your online hour, look at your active hour. There's no difference. That's because I'm a great driver. I go, because I wait, I wait patiently to turn my app on because once I turn my app on, I know I'm driving for a couple of straight hours here, right? And then when I'm done with what I need to get, before the last ride is over, before I even pick up that last passenger, I turn my app off, no more rides. So I don't keep getting stacked with garbage that you're going to get stacked, right? So anyway, I was like $595, 10 and a half hours, 11 hours online. My rides, my net fare for the rides out of the 595, was 400 bucks. 
So I was averaging 20 bucks a ride, which is, I think, sick good because every ride literally had surge on it. The quest was only 40 bucks, so it wasn't that much. But my CRBs, consecutive ride bonuses, which I squeeze with my destination filter strategy, I keep getting short ride after short ride, pump out short short rides to keep getting 30, 30, 30 for every three rides. That was the rest of it. And then I got tipped. I had cheap passengers this weekend. I got tipped only 30 bucks. So so out of the 600 bucks, let's say average it up from 595, 400 was net fares. Um, 30 was tips. So that's 430. And to get to 600, 170 was my promotions with the CRBs, with the consecutive ride bonuses. So if you had got no tips instead of the 30 and had there been no bonuses, you would have made 400 bucks. I would have made 400 bucks in 10 and a half hours. Still not bad. Not bad. Yeah. No. So. but I was I was help. never somebody to chase the bonuses, but I I hear you, and I think that if I was if I was doing rideshare again right now, I would absolutely be chasing them because I I think that's part of having you you have, you you have see, to do I, it right I, now to make the money. Yeah, yeah, more money. Yeah, I will. I, I I don't chase quests. Quests yeah. are for fools. For fools. I didn't. I wasn't doing rides because I wanted to finish my twenty for forty bucks, which is two bucks a ride. That's not going to give me anything. I was there during the hours when there were there were two uh, separate windows for me to work. It was I think it was from three to six p.m. on Saturday, where it was three four thirty consecutive ride bonus. Right, okay. that's ten at ten bucks extra a ride. Yep. So think about this: if the, with the quest, it's twelve bucks extra a ride before I pick you up. If there is five to eight bucks surge, which there was always that I look for, that's 20 bucks before I pick you up on each ride. Right. The ride is almost like inconsequential, really. Right. So it's a matter of me thinking, what do I target here? Do I want to target just short? Do I want to target medium? You're right. So to me, the money's out there now. Go get it. If you're, if you're, which is, which is, which is crazy because we know, I mean, you and I were just even talking about how they're, you know, they're charging more. They're not, paying any more rate but yet there's more money to be made than there was pre-pandemic uh, hey you know this this 100 percent. this you know we talked about the 60 21 at the start right yeah it's still 60 21 by the way nothing has yeah, changed. nothing changed nothing but changed. there's bonuses and that's helping and, and the but you're also out. but you're also staying busy it's busy man i'm telling yeah. you i could literally non-stop drive if i want to it's yeah. just like the you know 14s and 15s, right? So the second part, the passengers, short couple of sentences, the passengers getting screwed. The prices are 100 to 150% higher. Lyft especially is screwing the passenger beyond my imagination because like I said, I price rides every time I stop somewhere, taking a couple of minute break to my house from the same pickup spot, same drop-off spot, Exact same time, Uber would be like 60 bucks, Lyft would be like 120 bucks. And I go like, who the heck is riding Lyft? I don't know, but some fools are. Whatever it is, it's okay. The passenger is getting screwed. However, I have an article coming up next week. You know, I talk to pretty much as much as I can talk to people unless they want to flip their Facebook pages in my backseat. I pass out my cards. 
I ask him, I go, you do realize you're paying like almost double or more for this ride, right? They go, yeah, no problem. I go, um, well, you know, this would have been like, this is like double of what you would have paid for a cab. He goes, what cab? He goes, last time I was in a cab, I was like eight years old. I go, okay, but don't you want to save money? Isn't this the idea that you just shop between Uber and Lyft always and then just kind of go whichever is cheaper because we're both going to do the same thing? Cab is going to take you from A to B and I'm going to take you from A to B. You want to save money. Unequivocally, all of them would say convenience trumps the price I'm paying. As long as they don't go any higher than what they are now. Right. They said, I'm okay with it. So, and it brings us at conclusion to the third leg of the, the, the table, which is Uber and Lyft and where they are, where they can go. Uber and Lyft got lucky because of the pandemic. There is no doubt in my mind. People may think I'm crazy saying this, but Uber and Lyft got so lucky because their execs were in a race to zero between the two of them. Now they didn't have the balls to raise the prices to the passengers to make money because they haven't made a red cent since their inception, both of them. So now they're talking about profitability, but that's EBITDA profit, profitability. So if people know what that is, that's earnings yeah, before. It's, 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 it's fake profitability. It's, it's not gap, it's EBITDA. So that's yeah. like, uh, that's like, you know, that's like, I don't want to say anything vulgar here, but it is what it is. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so to me, that's, that's, that's not profitability. Show me the money kind of a thing. You know, the real money, the bottom line. Anyway, so now, um, it did two things to Uber. It solidified its horrible business model of delivering food. Now Uber is the leader out of the blue, you know, and hopefully they'll turn a profit. I doubt it because it's a very low margin business anyway. But on the rideshare side, the pandemic gave him the chance to raise the prices on the passenger to the level that they should have been pre-pandemic or all along. Right. So now... And the yeah. passengers would have paid that pre-pandemic too, it's, and they and they, they could have and they, they, they could have done it in a much gentler gentler way. They could have, yeah, they would have, they would have, but they wouldn't have gotten to the size to the scale that they got with those prices. They had to hook them in. They had to hook them in with ten dollars for ten mile rides, right? And now, boom, you know, now it's thirty bucks for ten miles. They go, ah, I'm so used to it anyway. I'm just gonna do it. Right. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I know that in the beginning, they, you know, they needed to oversaturate the market. I know, I'm sure that a lot of my fares that were 40, 50 bucks, the rider in 2014 was paying like 15 or 20, and Uber right. was supplementing the rest. Right. You know, so, I just, that's just how it was. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to me that, that there's good money out there right now and that people aren't moving from these, delivery apps they're not pivoting back yeah they're not they're not and i don't get, and i don't get that because i do know a lot of people who you know you and i were when we were talking about this last night that you know that crushed it out in obviously first days of the pandemic everybody's making tons of money people were scared they were they were tipping big they just wanted food yeah you know and and they didn't want to go out but now this much farther in and with all those people on boarded i just I, I don't know why the same people who pivoted away aren't saying, okay, I, I'm not making that anymore. Yep. 
I need to well, go but, back. I need to move back to rideshare. You know, this is not. Well, I mean, I don't think they're making the money I'm making, you know, doing the food delivery. Right. Right. They feel safer not having people in the car and potentially get sick. And to mm -hmm. me, you know, to me, it makes sense. I mean, to me, I'm doing it just to write my articles and get the free cash as long as the party lasts. But you're vaccinated. You're wearing a mask. You know, you're, yeah, you're, but you know what, though? I, I honestly, you know, my reasons are look, everybody's reasons are different for driving right here. Okay. Some people are retired. Some people are bored. Some people truly need the money. Right. You know, my reasons are my own. However, as long as the cash is there, I'm going to do it. Because right. I cannot say no to 60 bucks an hour, 50 bucks an hour. If, if it goes down to the levels of 30s, 40s, no mas. I'm done. I, I fully agree with you, especially with the option of flex. I mean, that just, <laughs> yeah. that just, that, I mean, that just is a life changer. I, I you know, I have my son, uh, I'm a single parent five days a week. He's with yeah. me, you know, and he's a teenager. So I, I don't need to be here with him all the time, but I need to juggle a lot of things in my world. Well, you that's know? what, that's what exactly, that's what exactly what I'm doing. It fits my bill. If my son, you know, he plays soccer, my daughter plays golf. If they're not, they don't have any engagements. I drive for six, eight, ten hours on a Saturday. You know, pick my spots. And but if they, but if they needed you, you could, you could be call it a day. You could go home I, again. Like, right yeah, again, flex it. allows that. So. Oh yeah. Last Sunday he had a game. I didn't drive. I could have. I could have made more money, but I only drove drove for one day. This weekend I'm not going to drive at all. Right. So the flex part is great, but to me, that was never really that important because flexibility is kind of meaningless to me, honestly, just for the fact that if you're driving between the hours of, okay, yeah, it's quite flexible, wonderful. If you're driving between 10 a.m. after the rush hour is over and 2 p.m., I don't care about flexibility. You're not going to make any money. Right. Or if you're driving, you know what I mean? If you're driving... 12 or let's say 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. in the morning, you're not going to make any money. Yeah, it's flexible. I can turn my app on and sit on my couch for six hours without getting it right. You know what I mean? So yeah. to me, it's like that kind of plays either way. Um, but ultimately, I think. But if, it, but if it was gone, that would be a whole other story, too, though. And you wouldn't be doing this anymore, and neither would I. Oh, yeah, if you put me on a schedule with an Uber jacket and an Uber hat, there's no way that's happening. Right, and and hey, Sergio, you're taking every ride we give you, or else you're fired. And here's the here's the shifts you're going to work this week, and like, <laughs> I don't yeah, want to like, be your employee. <laughs> yeah, like they did in New York, right? Like they did in New York. Yeah, they did that in New York, and that did not work out that well for the drivers. So. To me, the most important thing is show me the money. I will drive for you. One. Secondly, the passengers are getting screwed, but I don't see anybody quit driving or riding Uber or Lyft anytime soon because they uh, it's like Starbucks. They're so addicted to it now. I think yeah, it's too late. It's too late. The I only mean, real complaints I see about these high rates anyway are uh, like Saturday mornings from hungover people. Don't realize what they spent going home. So it's, I'm not even sure that it's like that it's anything out of the norm for them. They're just mad that they see a $150 Uber ride. Yeah. 
Well, the drivers, the, the drivers don't, you know what, the, 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 uh, the passengers who have been in my car. Um, yeah, I was really apprehensive of driving again because I, are they going to wear their masks? You know, are they going to be a-holes? I'm like, I don't know, because of the high prices, right? I swear to God, I mean, like 198 out of 200 of them probably were wearing masks before they got in the car. They were cordial. They were tipping on top of these ridiculously high prices which I thought tips would be zero because, I mean, I, I, I did it right in Halloween. You know, uh, the, the, the kid was going, he went. You know, I put it on the RSG. With an I, I, I'm, I have it up right now. I drove for Halloween 2021. Yeah. Did I get yeah. tricked or treated? <laughs> yeah, I got treated really well. <laughs> so, yeah, I see $60 an hour. So Yeah, you can't beat that. No, I mean, I, dude, if you can't, I mean, like, Honestly, that's almost almost plumber money. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna. That's almost master plumber money. Yeah, so I mean, (laughs) and it was so easy. I mean, it was so easy. I was like, this can't be real. This is just ridiculous. So you want to drive? Go out there and drive now. Yeah, passengers, passengers, subsidized fantasy land is over. So, (laughs) yeah. So nowadays, you gotta pay. And as far as Uber and Lyft are concerned, if they do these two following things, okay, which is keep the prices where they are or maybe lower it a little bit just to give the passenger the sense of, oh, look, the prices are going down again. Um, And bleed the driver to death again, meaning cut all those CRBs, cut all those quests. Well, according to you, they cannot lower the mileage. I don't know if anything is possible. Well, I mean, who who's going to be driving though? Well, that's the problem. I mean, that's like like you've already said, there's the, there's no there's there's a lack of drivers now. If you if you yeah, chop I, it down more, who's the who's going to do this? But look at look at pre pandemic. They were they were falling on top of each other for sixty cents a mile. So who knows? You right, but, the, but but here we are, and you know, like when Harry was on, we talked about PUA and did that have an effect? All that's over now, and nobody came back. Yeah, but stupid is stupid, man. You can't teach stupid because there were tons of people True. driving, driving at 60 cents a mile. And I was like, who would be driving? Who would be doing that? And there are people, sorry about the movement for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there were enough people out there at 6021 because the rates were 6021 pre-pandemic. So I, I just I, I just think it's a it must it must be some I mean it must be something different because they're not coming back at that rate. Well, I honestly I thought when the POA ended, which was start of September for everybody for all the ICs, independent contractors, POA ended start of September. Well, we're in November is three months. Right. You would have thought there'll be drivers at every corner driving just like before. And right? there's people quitting their traditional jobs yeah. because they don't want to do that. They don't want to go in anymore. They got used to home and now they're like, wait, but that's not going to pay me. And they're onboarding. So where yeah. are these people? Like, where are the drivers? Well, the drivers, the drivers. Um, I mean, I are think- they are, are they all doing deliver food delivery and just stacked oh. on each other? <laughs> No, I don't think they are. You know what? You know what happened though? The the pandemic obviously helped Uber and Lyft, but what it also did was psychologically to a great degree 
um, forced, basically. You forced. It was forced. I mean, nobody wanted the pandemic. Nobody knew it was coming. You forced the, the reset button of, in a lot of people's lives, saying that, you know, who are in a grind day in and day out doing the same shit that they hated. Right. And now they go, you know what? My, I'm more valuable than this. I, I, you know, I rather suffer, but I rather suffer without beating myself to a pulp and my car to a pulp. Right. So they figured it out that they, you know, I'm not worth 12 bucks an hour. I'm worth maybe 15 an hour without driving. And they're right. looking for it. And maybe they did, you know, the savings rate in the country, because my background is Wall Street. So I look at a lot of things and the savings rate in the country is through the roof. People saved a lot of the money, unlike we would have thought they would spend it on TVs and iPhones. They saved a lot of the money. So they're eating on their savings. Now, what happens six months from now? I don't know. Because at the moment, right before the pandemic, I thought desperation was there and people were just driving to make ends meet to make 50, 80 bucks a day. That's it. That was it. Now things have changed. So, so going back to Uber and Lyft, if they keep the prices as high as they are, or maybe a little bit lower on the passengers, and if they can lower the the driver pay without bonuses, like get rid of all the bonuses, get rid of all the CRBs, not get rid of the surge, but get rid of all the bonuses. Yep. Is the driver, that's when the real test is going to come in because these both companies need to make money. They have, you know, in the old days, they had, they were in private hands. They were spending money like drunken sailors to get as many people on board, as many passengers as they can, and which they did. They did a great job of that. They created a massive scale. And that scale only disappeared because of the pandemic, but it's coming back now as strong as ever I've seen it before. If they can keep the prices high, lower the, you know, all these incentives on the drivers, what is the driver going to do? Is the driver going to go back to fighting for crumbs on the Uber and Lyft table? Or are they going to go, you know what, go F yourself. I'm not driving and create the shortage that's going to be lasting for a long, long, long period of time. Because Ubers and Lyft's hope is that, you know, they're playing a dangerous game here and they know it. They're burning the candle on both ends. So we're going to charge the passengers what we should have always charged. Right. And let's say passengers are used to it. Nobody drops Uber and Lyft app from their phones. They keep using it. Okay. But then now you have the driver who I think in those two years that they were off are a little smarter. They figured out, you know what? I don't have to do this. And that's the, that's the big, big unknown when it comes to Uber and Lyft. Because Uber's in the, you know, I listened to both of their um, conference calls after their earnings came out. Lyft said, yeah, the drivers are back by 45% or more. I'm like, yeah, but from where to what? Right. And Uber said the same thing. Yeah, drivers are coming back. I go, well, drivers are only coming back is because you're paying them three, four, thirty. You cut that three, four, thirty down to three, four, ten. Guess what? You lost me. I, number one, I, you lost me as a driver. And how many more people are like me? So my thing is now I'm going to put that out. I keep try to keep putting that out there. I go, man, you know, join my club. I'm part of a show me the money club. You yeah. show me the money. You show me the money, you got my, I turned the ignition on. You don't show me the money, the car's sitting in the garage. I have better things to do. Right. So we'll see. And I honestly, though, I think 
they're on their way to profitability. You know, there is a good friend of mine, Gabe, who writes for RSG as well. He goes, Sergio, they're never going to make any money. I go, Gabe, do you see what they're, they're charging some of these passengers? And none of these people are complaining when a guy paid 30 bucks for a 0.9 mile ride on Halloween when you're looking at it. And he yeah. didn't even, he didn't even tip me for God's sakes, man. And I was like, who would pay 30 bucks for a 0.9 mile ride? I mean, think about this. And I said, why'd you do it? He goes, um, I can't call a cab. I go, why not? He goes, it'll take like 45 minutes. I, I called you and I ordered the ride. You were here in three minutes. And then I'm at my bar having a drink already. By the time cab showed up, who knows when it's going to show up? And I was like, man, there's a point right there. But, and I know he's going to a bar to drink on Halloween. And I know each drink is 20 bucks anyway. So the 30 bucks they paid for the ride was like nothing to the guy. So I'm like, I think, I think Uber has this figured out and Lyft has this figured out. I think the passengers definitely, you know, their excuse was there's a shortage of drivers. That's why you're waiting longer. And that's why we're charging you more. When the shortage of driver ends, everything is going to go back to what it was before. 100% guarantee from me to you. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Prices for passengers are not going to go back to what they were before. No, because this, because then they'll never have the opportunity to bring it back up either. Nope. Plus why, plus why would they? Why would they? I mean, you're charging the, you know, there, I mean, for the first time you're in a, you're actually in a window of, it, there is a forecastable road to profit. Yep. Yep. But if you'd screw around with anything and, and start cutting those rates back or giving yep. free rides and all the crap, not going to happen. Right, all that'll change immediately and go right yeah, back to where it was. Their stocks, their stocks are going to get smashed, and then all these institutional shareholders, you know, their stocks have been out for close to three years now, both of them. Lyft is down 30% from its IPO level. Uber is exactly where it was. So if you're an institutional shareholder holding their stocks, you didn't make any money. Well, you mm -hmm. got to push these guys to profitability. You got to make some money. And the only way to make money was to raise the prices. Okay, you got to accomplish that part. The second part was get your hold rates up. Instead of holding 20%, you got to hold 50%. Well, they got there too, because every single time I do a ride, I look at the receipt, Uber is making as much or more than me. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm not complaining because I'm making 60 bucks a ride. Imagine how much money I would make if they only took 25%. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so okay, let's not complain about that until I need to complain about it. <laughs> but now, you know, the only thing they can do to increase that hold rate would be to cut all the incentives to the driver. I don't know if they can do it. I don't think people will go out and drive for free any longer. I, I just don't. I, I, you know, I, as much as I would love it, I just don't ever see them cutting the games out anyway. It's, yeah, I don't it's think just, so. it's just part of the uh, even. I feel like it's just torture to us, even if like it's not helping in any way. They're just like you hate that, don't you? And we're like, yeah. And they're like, it's staying. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. You know, I, I, <laughs> you, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> because if you, if you figured out that the government gives you a 57 cent deduction <laughs> for your mile and you're only pulling in 60, it's going gonna, gonna to take a lot. Or, of or like you said, it's going to go under it. <laughs> yeah. LAX, LAX, it's 30 cents a mile, man. I will never pick up at LAX in my life again, even if I'm losing a three, four, a thousand CRB. I could not believe that rate, rate card. 30 cents a mile out of LAX? 
So yeah, so so I, I gotta ask about that. Like with all the with the lack of drivers in LA as it is, like you're describing, who is over at LAX taking these rides? Probably if you if, if you can be at, in LA getting good rides. Yeah, but you know what's happening now at LAX though? Uh like the old days that we used to figure it out, we would be in the holding lot, everybody would turn their apps off, right? Yeah. And create surge. You know, I, I wrote something like pre-pandemic called the Surge Club. You know, that existed, by the way. You know, the drivers yeah. in Washington, uh, Dallas did it. And it works because yeah. my app is off. So now, every time I look at the LAX map, there is 8, 10, 12, 20, 30 sometimes surge going on at LAX nonstop. Right. In the old days, it would be base rate, base rate, base rate, base rate. Now, there is surge going on. So, yeah, you're getting 30 cents a mile. But you do a ride with a $20 surge, that's the difference. That's just kind of the recovery. You know what I'm saying? Those are the people that are doing it out of LA. Yeah, but but it's like, gosh, I, I hope I get that high surge so that I make what I'm supposed to on this ride where I could oh, be yeah. just making that over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it doesn't make sense to do rides at LA. It really does. Right. I mean, I, I do know that, and I'm sure you know this too, and you've dealt with it, but I do know that there is a group of people who live at the airport. You know, they just yep. literally, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I know that you're familiar probably with, you know, the the phone charging system where you can like leave a phone and, and go yeah. out and do other runs. Well, over here, there were some people live. Our our geo fencing for Uber and Lyft at DIA holds uh, three hundred and fifty cars. Okay, so that's a pretty big geo fence. And yep. then there's bathrooms in the corner of each one, obviously, and um, and then there's these like buses and RVs in the back that should not be in there at all. You're not supposed to pull through, and then they do come through once in a while. But these things are just back there parked. And I did, you know, I there was a time a while back when people were living in their cars there, yes. And there were articles being written about it. But there was a time around the phone charging thing when people were having their kids watching movies in their car. And then when they did get a ping, they were leaving them in this, like in RVs with other parents. Oh, my God. No, we never got that bad at LAX. I mean, it was like this sketchy, homeless encampment that would like watch your kids uh wow i mean i i was it was just disgusting to me i was like dude seriously like there is a great documentary by the way that's out that i could highly recommend um it's called the gig is up it's a documentary about the gig economy and what's going on and how unfairly these uh all the gig economy i mean i'm not talking about just right here now they're being treated and how these companies you know, uh, treat them like yesterday's newspaper, basically. It's a, it's a good thing to watch. It's an eye opener. And, and, you know, the sad thing is, um, look, you know, just like I said, maybe towards the halfway of the podcast or interview, I'm there for me. Okay. Absolutely. And so are these two companies. I mean, people have to realize this. They are there for them and their shareholders, and they make money. And how they can make, how are they going to make money? They have to deal with the driver until the driverless cars show up. So, um, I look at it as as where, you know, how could the driver situation get better? Um, well, I honestly I don't see it getting too much better 
it gets better because pandemic happens. There's a driver shortage. And for a short period of time, you're going to make 50 bucks an hour. But how long is that going to go? Um, I don't know. I, I, I hope it goes forever because yes, I'm making what I used to make in 2015, but yes, a lot of, a lot of dummies who turn the app on and drive aimlessly all over the place for 12 hours. They're also making double of what they used. And I hope for them, not for me, I hope for them because I will make more money than than anybody anyway, but that's not the issue. I'm, not <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the same way. I used to. I I used to just. My goal was to crush it, just to, yeah, yeah. just to know where to be. People, I mean, not to tell others. You know what I mean? Like I, I was. That was one of the first thing I was trained. Don't tell people your fishing spots. Yep. Don't yeah, you, do it. Like. <laughs> I mean, it makes total sense, but like I'd 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 be leaving like if a, if the Broncos game was letting out, I'm yeah. going over to like Englewood to pick up the bar scene that watched yeah. the games at bars, yeah. let that all die out, and then about two hours after, go drive by because it'll still be surging and I'll get one out of there. I mean, yeah. there's so, there's so much strategy in this that everybody I know is like, Oh, the game's out. I'll just go. I'm turning on and going over there. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing you can do. There's traffic everywhere. Cops are yelling. At you. You're never going to find them. They're drunk. It's night. Yeah. Go join the ends. Yeah. There's I mean, 80,000 people wandering around. What, what are you talking about? It's the yeah. dumbest move ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, you know, besides that, you know, besides that you and I, and maybe a few drivers in every city are the minority. They, they are truly pros, pros. They know what they're doing and they're always going to make more money. And maybe their competitive spirit forces them to do this. But everybody right now, for one reason or another, is making more money. Even the amateur, even the newbie, they're all making money yeah. more than before. I'm not telling, I'm not saying that they are, you know, when Uber and Lyft advertise saying that, oh, in some cities, drivers are making $35 an hour. And I'm like, it's true on active. So if you put online, let's say they're making 30. Well, that's double what was before. So people are making money. I got to ask you about this because this is crazy. I mean, before I let you go, I, I have to ask you about this because so I get an, I get an offer and I'm sure you're familiar with this, that if you you know, there's always the referral and you could refer to people, but now there's the referral of if you've been not deactivated, if you've been unactive on the platform for a certain amount of time here, it's six months. I just saw the special come through. It said, if you, you can also re onboard people with this special and they, if they haven't drove in six months, that's me right now. Okay. I haven't done that. So but here's my point right now, 130 runs in Denver, $3,400 guaranteed. Oh, great money. So can I, can I refer myself? <laughs> because I got two emails. I got one that said, you haven't drove in six months. You can be re onboarded. And then right behind it, I got, Hey, sign somebody up. You get 800, they get 34. I don't know the answer. So, to that. I'll, so I'll make forty two hundred bucks. I'll just refer myself. I don't know that, but what, I don't know that one. I don't know. I, I haven't, you know, I hadn't even heard of that. But I'll tell you what I did. Um, <laughs> they sent me. They sent my wife, who hates rideshare. <laughs> they sent my wife this offer. 
And she drives a bolt, electric bolt. <laughs> okay, this is just truth. Liv sent sends her uh, uh, a bonus. Okay, you you you're sitting down for this one now. Okay, five rides, five single, five for five hundred dollar bonus. You just have to sign on and do it. Guess who signed her up? <laughs> I did, and they paid me two hundred bucks for it. Right, but and this this is even weirder though, because I'm yeah, getting but, I'm getting two emails that make it, and and I and I looked. There's no well, there's nothing that says you can't refer yourself. The worst you can do is try. <laughs> I mean, I literally I I was just trying to figure out do I have to call them and like say no no don't call them. Right, right. I mean, but I, I don't know where to, I wouldn't, I am not sure I'll, I'd see, because right now my, if I turn on, it's just active. So how, how am I, where do I put in the referral code if I'm reading? <laughs> how long will it take you to knock out 120 rides a week? Well, this is 130 rides. Okay. You can knock that out in a week. Four days. Okay. There you go. There's your 3,400 bucks. <laughs> right. But I want both. I want the 800 for referring myself Forget that <laughs> and one. the 3,400 for <laughs> I'm telling you, find a friend, find, find a friend who's not on and they'll be happy. You'll be happy. They'll never get on the platform again. I, mean, I know. I, I, I literally just want to test it though. I, that's crazy, I just that's want, crazy, I just want to see if I can refer myself and see what the hell happens. They'll, they'll, they'll catch you and they'll deactivate you. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean, I just was trying. I'd be like, I had two emails, and you said, "Well, the algorithm messed up on that one." I don't know. Yeah, I haven't gotten any of those. I would have probably tried it, but I did my wife's, and I told I told her, "I go, okay, this is what we're gonna do." She goes, "I hate this. I hate this." I go, "This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna set your DF from here to the mall, <laughs> and then." And it wasn't like in one day. She had, she had a month to do this. So I go, we're going to, you're going to do one ride from here to the mall, a shorty. And then you're going to say your DF from the mall to the house. You're going to do one more shorty. So that's two. In three days, we will finish. You'll get your 500 again. She got her 500 cash. She goes, oh my God, how are these companies making money? I go, no, they're not making money. <laughs> this is exactly why they're not making money. They're spending stupid money on marketing instead of yeah. keeping their good drivers like me, you, and paying us the decent fare so we can work. They go do this kind of garbage and and then they go, oh yeah, we have marketing costs. I'm like, yeah, because you're not paying anybody anything. You pay them a little bit more than crumbs. Maybe you know they'll stick around for you. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. But Ser uh, Sergio, I really, really appreciated this conversation today. I mean, it really kind of it, it rewound my whole history with rideshare i mean i haven't even really thought i've thought about it but i haven't even thought about like getting in the car and the daily routine of cleaning and all the things i used to go through in a while I've, i mean it's just been external but i really appreciate this conversation because you know a people should hear this you know like i've been saying you know get out there and drive again because i, I think you know i've talked to people in philly i've talked to people in other cities too where they're like no same kind of story as you maybe not exactly but they're doing good. I mean, so, you know, it was like a trip down memory lane and it reminded me of all the things I hated, all the, the things know, I actually did do miss about it, though. Like you said, like, I do like driving. I do like. No, I, I saw so the why. But, you know, if the money wasn't there, 
in not in a million years I would have done it. But no. um, you know, uh, to me, it's like okay, if I can make six hundred bucks a weekend uh, by just fooling around and write an article about it, make some more money on that, and then put that in my daughter's college fund so she doesn't come out with like half a million dollars. Right. Keep doing it. And the second, the second my income goes down anywhere below 45, 48 bucks an hour, I'm done. And uh, sayonara again, until until the good days show up again. But for everybody that's out there that's listening, you know, if you ever thought about doing right share ever, this is it. And that comes from me as a pro and I am a massive driver's advocate. I could not care less. Uh, me too. I mean, you and I, I think that's why Harry, because <laughs> Harry, I can't remember who else it was. You'll know probably. He asked me, he said, do you want to, because he was like, I'm going to be gone. Do you want to talk to, do you want to talk to Sergio or to, and he said somebody else. And I was like, I was like, I don't know, whoever you, whoever works with and, and he's like you should talk to sergio <laughs> i think he just like labeled me <laughs> like, i was like whatever man <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, you and i both like you know we're we, we're cool with terry so i know there was no nothing mean meant there i just i could yeah. tell he was like yeah you guys think the same <laughs> yeah. well i hey i hope i met your expectations <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. You did. And, uh, I, I, you call know. Way, I call it the way I see it. You know, I'm East Coast a little bit. So to me, it's like, um, I have, I'm a capitalist. I have no problem over and lift making billions of dollars. I have zero problem because a lot of other companies do the same thing, but, but they treat, they treat the people who got them there decently. That's all we're asking for. We're not asking for, give me stock options that I can make a billion that you just made. We're asking for, man, pay these people decently. And, you know, they're good, hardworking people. They're driving for you. Without them, you wouldn't be there. I just appreciate that and pay that, you know. Uh, and, and, and you will, you know, they will save so much money on this marketing that they spend on because they have to onboard 80% of their driver base every six, eight months. Right. Why? Just keep the people happy, have them drive for you. Period. Save all the marketing money. Charge the passengers more. Save all the billions of dollars in marketing that you have to find these new suckers to get on the system, right? Because people will do it. I mean, you know, it's a decent living. If you make 25 bucks an hour, take your cost out. You make 20 bucks an hour driving people around. People will do it. But when you give me 60 cents a mile, bro, you wake up, you know, it's not going to happen. So, the re- but you know, then again, the reason that it got that low was because people were still signing up. Yep. Well, they were obviously a company Uber. makes it a company like Uber would have made a turn if you know they started whittling it down that far and they're like, wait, now nobody's onboarding. Yeah, nobody's onboarding. And and when Harry interviewed the Uber CEO, he goes, Oh yeah, our driver count is at five percent. I go, that ain't gonna be enough, buddy. <laughs> right that and that, that's another that's another thing five percent from what zero because they had no right here yeah, five percent yeah, <laughs> not five percent from pre-pandemic levels five percent when they hit rock bottom during the depths of the right. pandemic. so like there was two drivers on the streets yeah. of la and I they, came back. They, yeah that was me yeah <laughs> right and they and so they they added another one one hundredth of a car yeah no that's not gonna cut it so <laughs> 
you know, but I, I, I wish the drivers the best, honestly. And I, I, I hope they go educate themselves. That's the most important thing because if you're looking, you know, I did this math with a, with like a town hall I did with through RSG. I said, okay, who makes 20 bucks an hour here? And who works, let's, for example, 20 hours a week. Like mostly, I would say 70% hands were raised, right? I go, if I can show you, we're still going to drive. We're going to still do the same thing. We're still going to pick up. We're still going to drop off. We're still going to put gas. We're still going to change tires. Nothing is changing. So if I can show you, okay, just to do certain simple strategic moves, not what I do, but like common sense, no brainer stuff. And if you can raise your income from 20 to 25, we're not going from 20 to 80, five bucks more an hour doing the exact same thing, which will give you an extra hundred bucks because you drove 20 hours a week. Would you do it? They all go, no, that's just too much thinking. I can't think the app, do you know, the, the app is too fast. The ping is only eight seconds. And I'm like, I go, well, I, I can't do more than that. I'm telling you that you can make an extra hundred bucks doing exactly what you were doing before. Wake up, put the gas in, clean your car, turn the app on, pick it up, drop it off. Same thing, except that quick little adjustments you need to make. Uh, it's too much talk for the money anyway. I'm like, okay, I gave up. I give up. I can't, you know, I can't do it. I'm like, okay. So people are people, man. They're going to do what they're going to do. They're happy where they are. Right. But the, and I guess, the, you know, the last takeaway that I'll say that from today I'm taking too is that, and I already was thinking it, but it is time for drivers that pivoted out to pivot back in. Absolutely. Like how you're saying that it is a good time to re-enter the space right now. And it it all that also means like, dude, if you did rideshare for six years and you loved it like we do and actually yeah. enjoy it, like okay, your time doing deliveries over. Yeah. You know, switch back, man, because those delivery apps, I they already seem bogged down to me. I don't understand how people are and and the way they work, um, you know, like being able to drop an order after you've picked it up. I mean, some of the most unprofessional stuff I've ever seen. Yeah, that's a, that's another podcast because the delivery side of the business is another ridiculous. Well, that's what I'm saying. Thing. You know, all these rideshare drivers went over, come back. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, I mean, I think, I think if they do come back, um, see, that's what they figured out. What they figured out through the pandemic is that, you know, I can go to uh, food delivery, make, as much money or maybe a little bit less, but without risk to my health. And now when they come back and make double what they're making, delivering food, right. Even with some risk, if they're vaccinated, um, I think now that's the thing that I was talking to you about, about, you know, the, the, they, they were forced to push the reset button. They figured I have another choice here and I have, you know, now I come back to ride share. Okay. I'm not making enough money. Now I'm going to go back to uh, food delivery. I'm going to make the same crummy money I'm making, but at least I'm not taking any risks and I'm not driving as much. So, you know, as much as pandemic helped Uber and Lyft, it also helped the drivers to wake up, wake up. There is another choice. If not, you know what? These 
these gig apps, whatever apps you want to call it. There's so many these days. Yeah. You know, from walking a dog to uh, now there is one for kids now, kids uh, Uber. And, yeah. you know, now one is coming out that I know of uh, for uh, delivering pets. And I'm like, listen, man, there's so many of these things. You can make that same $12 crummy dollars you are making doing right here, dealing with strangers and drunks by delivering kids or alcohol now, or now, uh, you know, Uber bought this company or you can deliver pot now. I mean, so people were before they were like horse with blinders. They didn't know what was out there. The pandemic said, okay, man, you know what? You can make the same 12 crummy dollars here by driving a lot less, deliver food. Food is going to yell at you. They're not going to rate you that much that badly. And you're going to get more tips or now the kids or now the this or the little alcohol. Now, all these things are out there now. And the drivers right now should go back to ride share, take the money right while it's there. And then if it falls back to what it used to be pre pandemic, they go back to what they were doing before with less risk and less driving. Exactly. So, you know, but especially like with the bonus, I was saying, even if it's not that, cause that's huge. But I mean, like, yeah. honestly, all you, all you have to do is look around your areas. There's bonuses going on. Find a bonus and re-sign up. I mean, looks, yeah, exactly. if you drove in six months, you can re-sign up again now and get 100%. a bonus. 100%. 100%. 100%. So that's it. Show me the money, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sergio, Show thank me. you for your time. I really did appreciate this. I think, that, I, I, think it, I think it was a good piece. So thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. You as well. Well, I would really like to thank Sergio again for being on the podcast this week. It's uh, always fun to chat with him and um, look forward to the next time for sure. On Thursday, we have a bonus podcast coming out um, or just another podcast uh, because we're getting near the time. um, Well, actually, it'll be on Thursday. So on Thursday, when the bonus podcast drops... Right before the the piece in the podcast, uh, I will be laying out the new live stream slash podcast format moving forward, at least for the foreseeable months. I've got it laid out, and uh, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm actually as excited that I've just got it dialed down to the actual days and what's going to happen how, because that was kind of driving me a little nuts. But I do want to... Uh, tell you all that listen on thursday i will lay out the details i've got it and uh then if you've got any input you can give it to me after that also before we get out of here um did you forget to shop on uh, black friday did you forget to uh to take care of your people and make sure and get out there and get some gifts because uh here's one for everybody check it out so curry 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 baby get signed up for curry Links in the show notes. Uh, why aren't you on Curry? Um, you could be earning way more than you're earning on, the, on other platforms. Why waste your time? It's kind of what we talked about tonight. Earn the best you can. Make sure that you're making the best use of your hours. Onboard with all 30 platforms. Make them work for you. You know, just work what work what it earns in your area that you feel safe with. So, um, so Curry, baby. Also, Para, baby. Uh, (laughs) so to the with para team much love uh see you at summit summit on the summit right summit on the summit um details to follow uh 
but give it give curry and give para to that special someone that you may have left off your black friday shopping list and maybe forgot to take care of so and the last thing that i want to talk about tonight is the 100th episode of the gig economy podcast that is coming up i believe a week from this wednesday so normally it's a bi it's it's a every other week podcast live and then it drops the following Monday, but I believe that this Wednesday, tomorrow, Jason has a podcast dropping which will be number ninety nine, and then the next week he has the last episode of the year that'll be dropping, which will be episode one hundred. I'm super excited to sit on in on that, um, Jason. And uh, Posse and crew over at uh, Yesper, what up, what up, peeps? Um, all those guys over at Gig Economy Podcast, you know, that's that's our sister company. Those guys have been awesome to me. And, uh, you know, they've, I don't know, anytime I've had a question, Jason's been there. And now I get to be there on his 100th podcast. And for whatever role he wants me to play on that night, I am there to do it. So, and stoked to be doing it. So, Jason, looking forward to it. Um, can't wait, my friend. With that, um, since I'll see you back in about 48 hours <laughs> with another podcast, uh, I leave you to uh, go out there and spin some good into this crazy world. All right? And uh, yeah, let's make things a little bit better going to, into this new year. All right, y'all. Take care, and we'll see you back here next week on Rodeo. Peace.